All right, welcome back to From Aid Arbitration. And today we're going to get back to the basics. We're going to go and cover the informal Step A meeting. If you remember in, in episode 34, I kind of go over the informal Step A meeting. I talk about when we receive discipline, what we do all the way up through the informal Step A meeting. But I've got a lot of requests from a lot of new shop stewards out there. They have no guidance. Uh, they've not been getting any help. And so they wanted me to do a, an episode on the, on the informal Step A meeting. I'll read you one of the emails that I received. It says, hey, Corey, love the podcast. Has it helped me learn so much when I'm in an office with no union presence in any craft for over a decade? With this said, could you do an episode about the informal A, like how to prepare and meet on grievances at informal? Some of us have absolutely no guidance. The closest steward other than me is over an hour away, and I've personally never received training or guidance on performing my duties. By doing this episode, it would help so many people in small offices that may be considering being an informal but are anxious due to not knowing exactly how to do the job how to conduct themselves in meetings, etc. Thanks. Absolutely. Let me tell you, the most important thing to me through this podcast is instructing and helping new shop stewards. It's the most important thing. Next week, I'm going to get into the formal Step A meeting. I was going to do it today, but I'm just going to cover the informal today. But I've had a lot of, of messages about informal Step A how managers are acting, what managers are saying, how management's treating us in the informal Step A to new stewards. So we're going to cover the informal Step A meeting, all right? It's not going to be a very long episode. shouldn't be, but it's imperative that the new stewards, we understand what we need to do in the informal Step A meeting. So I appreciate all of you new stewards, first off, for listening. I hope that it's helping. But uh, secondly, reaching out to me. And tell me what you need. I've got a laundry list of things I'm going to cover from people reaching out. But anytime a new steward messages me that they need help, I'm going to help them. If they, have, if they message me about an episode, I'm going to put that to the forefront because I'm, I want to help the new stewards. Uh, it's a tough job when you're new because there's so much to learn, so much. And I get that. I get the hesitancy of a formal informal step A meeting. I do. So I'm going to do that today. I'm going to I'm going to talk to my new stewards about the informal step A meeting and and what we do, how we prepare, how we act, uh, and, and things like that. Going to be going to be a lot to it, but it shouldn't be too long. I don't know if I've told y'all or not, but in the early 90s, I worked at the jail here in my city. I was a correctional officer, and a lot of people said, oh, so you were a prison guard. No, a prison guard works at the prison. I worked at the jail, <laughs> so we were called correctional officers. <laughs> but anyway, I, I ran the third floor. as a five-floor jail, and I ran the third floor. I was the, the lead officer for the third floor. And that was, to me, it was the most dangerous floor. Uh, it had... Uh, classification cells when you just came in off the street what they'd do with you before they classified you and send you to whatever floor you needed to go to but the jails house inmates until they're sentenced and sent to prison so that's the difference between a jail and a prison i'll never forget this one inmate 
And, and this has been, I left there in 96. I'll never forget this one inmate uh, when I was there. I worked third shift. I worked third shift there, and I worked here during the day with the post office because this is what I wanted to do for a living was the post office. Both my parents worked as rural carriers. So I had to work there at night so that I had insurance until I could get on full time at the post office. I was a TE, then a PTF, then went regular. So it took me about five years where I had to work two shifts, work nights at the jail and then post office during the day. But so I worked from 11 to 730 and then I'd sleep for three hours and then go to work at the post office and work there till six and get home and try to sleep an hour or two and then go back to the, it was miserable. But anyway, I remember this one inmate on Fridays and Saturdays, uh, the inmates could stay out till two o'clock in the morning. When I got there Sunday through Thursday, they were already up. They were put up at 1030. So they were already up when I got there. But on Fridays and Saturdays, they could stay out to 2 o'clock in the day room. Those were all the cells were open, the day room. They could come out. They could play cards, play checkers, play dominoes. They could watch TV. And so that was the most volatile time because if anything was going to happen, it's going to be on Friday and Saturday on my watch unless it was at breakfast. But i never forget this one inmate. I remember his name. But every time I would walk the cell, you'd have to go in the cell and you'd walk around, make sure everything was all right. Every 30 minutes, we'd do a cell check. You'd walk in. And, and it didn't matter. Sunday through Sunday, this one inmate, he was always working out. He was always doing push-ups. He was always doing dips. Uh, you know, it's, he'd have his, arm, his hands on the toilet and his legs on the on the bunk, and he'd be doing dips off of that. He was always shadow boxing. Uh, he would do pull-ups on his bunk uh, constantly. This guy was constantly doing that, constantly getting himself ready, constantly getting himself physically ready to defend himself. It was constant. I, it, there wasn't a night that I walked by his cell he wasn't doing push-ups. Now, this dude was jacked. I mean, he was, he was stout, but he was the kindest inmate up there. He was, he was the most courteous inmate up there. I remember every time I'd walk by and uh, he was doing push-ups, and, and I'd walk by and I'd say, hey, hey, what's up? Hey, Officer Walton, how are you doing tonight? Doing well, my man. How you doing? Doing fine, sir. Thank you. Everything all right for you? Yes, sir. Thank you. I said, all right. And he'd get back to it. Extremely courteous. Extremely kind, constantly getting his body ready. And ready for what? For anything. <laughs> he was getting his body ready for anything. He was about that action. Let me tell you, nobody, nobody messed with this inmate. Nobody. He was about that action action and he prepared himself to be about that action constantly he constantly worked on his body that he would be able to defend himself against anything anything he was about it new shop stewards that's how you have to be if you want to protect yourself 
if you want to protect your brothers and sisters, be about that action. Prepare your mind constantly to defend yourself. Constantly. Be courteous. Be kind. I don't care who it's against. I don't care if it's the biggest asshole that's ever walked the earth as your manager. Be courteous. Be kind. Because at the end of the day, the grievance does all of our speaking. The grievance does. Don't ever get management an easy out. That's what I always tell my carriers. Don't give them an easy out. Don't give them something that they can they can get me on easily. Make them work for everything. You know, if you're a jerk to them and they're a jerk, you're giving them easy ones, okay? Always be kind. Always be courteous. But be about that action. Prepare your mind to defend yourself all the time against anything. That, that's the best piece of advice I can give you. Prepare your mind. Be like that inmate. He prepared himself to defend himself all the time. Constant. Be like that. Prepare your mind constantly. Constantly be trying to seek to better yourself, to defend yourself. When I became a new steward, I told you I did. I had never seen a contract. I didn't even know what it was. But when I decided to be a shop steward, I said, I'm going to be the best that's ever done it. That was my mindset. I'm going to be the best that's ever done it. And what is it going to take to do that? I've been doing this since 06. I'm still learning. Am I the best that's ever done it? No, absolutely not. Not even close. But that's how I prepare myself. Constantly. I'm constantly trying to learn. Because I want to be the best. When I was the formal step A, I wanted to be the best formal step A that's ever done it. That's how I prepared myself. Constantly preparing my mind to be the best formal A that's ever done it. Was I? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Was I good? Yeah. Yeah, I was good. I wasn't the best, but I strive to be the best. When I became an advocate, I told myself, and I told everybody else in my training, I'm going to be the best that's ever done it. I'm going to be the best advocate that's ever worked for the NALC. That's how I prepare myself, is to be the best. Am I the best? Absolutely not. No, there's many that are better than me. But I prepare myself to be the best. Why? Because I hate to lose. I hate to lose. And so I prepare myself not to lose. New shop stewards, prepare your mind. Prepare your mind. Train your mind to be the best that you can be to protect yourself and your brothers and sisters, okay? Be like that inmate. Like I said, I still remember that guy's name. He was a badass boy. I'm telling you, this dude here, he was trouble. But he was kind. He was very polite. <laughs> but be like that, new shop stewards. Always always be, be working on your mind, preparing your mind for anything. I got some good news today. You remember I did my last chance agreement episode, and I told you that I had represented this young man, and uh, he was fired for being one minute late. One minute. 
And uh, it was in violation of the last chance agreement, though, because remember it said don't be late at all for a year. He was late one minute, and they fired him. Remember that? Uh, we got the decision back today, and, and the arbitrator's bringing him back. So that was good news, man. I almost started crying when I got it. I was I was invested in that one big time. I, I got tears in my eyes when I got it. My business agent sent it to me. So, uh, yeah, that's a good day, man. Good day. Oh, mercy. And he, I called his shop steward and told him so he could tell him he called me, man. He was ecstatic. So uh, that's that's good news, man. That's good news. I, I'm glad for that guy. I really am. So that's good stuff. All right. Let's talk about the informal step A meeting. All right. Informal step A meeting. We're going to find that in Article 15, new shop stewards. We're going to find the informal step A meeting in Article 15. I'm going to read a little bit of that language. Not all of it, but I'm going to read uh, read some of it. When we're going into the informal step A. Now, there's a lot of different opinions about what goes on in the informal step A meeting. <laughs> a lot. It's funny because the group of guys that I run with, ones that I go on, on arbitrations with when we go, you know, JSOV things, I've, I've talked about them before, we all feel differently. My business agent feels differently than I do about how you do things. Uh, that doesn't mean they're wrong. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. But how you read Article 15 is different. That's the reason in that episode when I was talking about the meeting, I said, look, I do things different. I do things different. So check with your people. Check with your people how they do things, okay, and um, and make sure that you know you're not getting yourself into trouble. But I do things different. But we'll go over every part of it. All right. You're going into the informal step A meeting. Do you have everything in your file that you need? That's the most important thing. You've got your contentions. You had your 14 days to get your case file ready. Do you have everything in the file that you need? If you don't, why not? Why is your case file not ready? You've had 14 days to get your case file ready. Okay, we're going into the informal step A meeting. Do I have everything that I need to prove my position? If I don't, why not? Is it our fault? Why do we not have it? If it's management's, if it's an Article 17 or 31 violation, make sure that we're contending that. But make sure that if you have a position, and I talked about this earlier, be precise in your contentions. Be precise in your argument, defend your argument, know your argument, and win your argument. Have you done those things? Make sure that your case file is prepared. When I go into the informal step A meeting, like I said, my case file can go straight to arbitration. It's that ready. Now, some people differ. Than, they, they feel differently than that, and that's fine, but that's me. Why? Because I want to speak for myself. I don't want my formal aid to speak for me. I want to speak for myself. So I put my contentions in there to speak for myself. So anyway, do we have all the things that we need for our, our position? When we go into the informal step A meeting, do we have everything that we need as far as our contentions are concerned to prove our position? Now, we have a grievance. And we tell management, hey, I need to meet on this grievance on Monday the 18th. Okay, we'll meet Monday the 18th. All right, so we got us a date that we're going to meet, Monday the 18th. I've got my file ready. Okay, and then I go into the meeting. 
Now remember, this is for, for those of you who have managers that are jerks. And I get a lot of this. And I've talked to a lot of people about this. Your manager's a, a straight-up asshole, okay? This is a stupid grievance. You're not going to win this grievance. Let's hurry up and get this over with. You need to be on your route. Uh, all these things, okay? Remember this when you go into the informal Step A meeting. As soon as that door shuts behind you, he's no longer your boss, okay? He is no longer your superior, you're in a protected status. You're in a protected status. He's no longer over you. Okay, so all this talking, all this bad-mouthing, all of that, we're not going to have it. You're going to treat me with respect in here because you're not my boss any longer. I've got some sites for you. And I'm going to have these on the uh, website. Again, Jeremy on the website. Dude is killing it. That website, money. It, really. If y'all not been on it, make sure you go to from8arbitration.com. That website is all that. I mean, that dude, all the sites that I've been talking about, they're on there. Step fours, M documents, they're on there. Okay? If you got a question about any of these things, they're on there. Dude's put it all on there. So any of these episodes where I'm talking about a C number or an MDOC or JB's talking about these reports, everything is on that website from aidarbitration.com. A lot of great comments about it. A lot of great comments about the website. Dude is killing it. So get on there. Look at from aidarbitration.com. Find your sites. You can pull them up. You can print them, everything. It's, it's fantastic. I would have never been able to do that. But anyway, Jeremy, fantastic. And Facebook, Lindsay is killing it on From Aid Arbitration, the Facebook page. Uh, get on there. You can ask questions. We'll answer them. If we can, we'll get the answer. Uh, she talks about episodes that are upcoming, episodes that have just finished. Get on there and talk to her. Lindsay Brzee, She's she's fantastic. There's a little plug for you. Here's, here's some arbitration sites for you new shop stewards that go into the informal step A meeting, all right? You shut that door and, you're, and your boss starts getting in your ass all, you know, you need to hurry up, you need to do this, you know, this is a stupid grievance, I'm sick and tired of this. Here's you some sites. You're in a protected status, so we're not going to be talked too crazy, all right? The first one is Goldstein. Goldstein. It's C number 01191 A and B. C number 01191 A and B. Here's what he says on page 27. If Grievant was in fact acting as, acting as a steward on January 7th of 1982, his personal abusiveness to Jordan falls precisely into the zone for which the special immunity status was created. A closed grievance meeting or closed discussion to discuss union matters. It is in this context and this context alone that the parties meet as equals. The steward is entitled to the same deference and latitude as his or her supervisor. 
It is in this situation, away from an audience of other employees, where a steward may display a loss of temper or use profanity and still be protected from discipline. If Grievant Gerard was under the circumstances, appropriately acting as a steward, special immunity status does in fact apply, and the grievant is fully protected from any discipline whatsoever. The arbitrator obviously does not commend or recommend such displays by either management or the union. He merely notes the existence of a protection for the representative process, which extends to valid, vigorous advocacy of both union and management points of view in the narrow confines of private meetings or one-on-one conversations where union business is being discussed. Get that one. Get that one. You're in a protected status. All right? Here's another one. It's arbitrator John Hamrick. It's C number 30354. C number 30354 A and B. All right? It's on page 24. Here's what he says. Notwithstanding, the foregoing conclusion was the grievant insubordinate and abusive to supervision. The union claimed that the grievant was in a protected status as a union representative. The Postal Service contended that the grievant was not acting in his capacity as a union representative because he was not on union time, and the incident occurred on the workroom floor in front of many carriers. The facts indicate, as noted herein, that the grievant, although not on union time, had sought and received permission from Supervisor Williams to speak with OIC Turner regarding a union matter about a PDI held that morning. He met with the OIC Turner on the workroom floor in an area that was, according to testimony, about 10 to 15 feet from the nearest case. Also, again, as noted herein, there was no credible evidence that any disruptions of the workplace took place. Based on the foregoing, the agreement did have protected status as noted by arbitrator Goldstein. That's the case I just read to you. If the grievant was acting in his capacity as a steward, his personal abusiveness to his supervisor falls into the zone for which special immunity status was created, a closed meeting or closed discussion to discuss union matters. He continued that it was in this context that the parties meet as equals, and a steward is entitled to the same deference and latitude as his or her supervisor and... It is in this situation, away from the audience of other employees, where a steward may display loss of temper or use of profanity and still be protected from discipline. Here's the last one. It's Arbitrator Levac. It's C-11177. C-11177. It's on page 11, and it's very difficult to read. It, It is... It is extremely difficult to read. The the print is not good. So I'm going to do my best with it, okay? It's on page 11. Here's what Arbitrator Levac says. It is perfect if you can read it. Here we go. The subject of a steward's protected status has been dealt with in detail by arbitrators. The parties are referred to paragraph 118.6527 of the BNA Labor Arbitration Cumulative Digest and Index entitled Insubordination Union Representatives. 
Regarding the specific subject of personal abusiveness towards a supervisor, arbitrators generally hold that during any closed discussion, the one where no employees are present, the employer-employee relationship is temporarily suspended and a steward possesses a special immunity. The parties meet as equals and the steward is entitled to the same deference and latitude as the supervisor. The steward is permitted to discuss union business as though he were not an employee. He may display a heightened temper, raise his voice, and even use profanity, even though such profanity would otherwise be deemed to be personally abusive. Such is the rule both when a union matter is being discussed at a formal contractual grievance meeting or when it is being discussed internal informally during a one-on-one basis between the steward and his supervisor. I'm sorry, but this is so hard to read. Only where a grievance meeting or discussion is not closed but is observed by other employees does the stewards lose total immunity. A steward who directs profanity at a supervisor in front of other employees is not merely attempting to maintain employer union parity. He is attempting to degrade and belittle the status of the supervisor, therefore achieves superiority over him at the uh, expense of the supervisor's status and reputation. I beat that to death. But anyway, those three are talking about protected status. And why is that important? Why is it important to be in a protected status? If you've got a bully as a, as a manager or supervisor and they're meeting with you and you shut that door and they start going at you, you can say, hang on, bitch. I'm not listening to that. And watch them sit back. I'm not listening to your shit in here. You can kiss the entirety of my crack right now. Shut the hell up, and we're going to talk about this. Now, I don't suggest that. I don't suggest that. But if that's what you need to do to get these son of a bitches under control, if you've got one that's so hostile, I'm threatening you, I'm threatening this and doing that, and if you do this, I'm going to fire you, hang on. Hang on. You can kiss this ass all day long in here. Shut the hell up, and we're going to work on this grievance. My my mother, I told you she's old school. I came home one day from school. There was this bully. He was huge, huge. And, and I come home from school. He had been picking on me, man. I wasn't hostile. I, I was a... I was a lover, not a fighter. And so I come home. My mother was furious at me. She's like, you're not going to school to be picked on. She said, you better defend yourself. Don't come home anymore and tell me that you've been picked on. I said, but I'll get in trouble. I don't. She said, you're not going to get in trouble by me. You better defend yourself. The very next day, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in fourth grade. I remember that much. I was in fourth grade. I was sitting in my chair, and here comes this bully walking beside me. He gives me the elbow right in, I mean, just the forearm shiver right into the head as he's walking by me. So I just got up, followed him. He turns around. I plowed him right in the nose. 
I mean, right in the nose. He fell back. I turned around, walked back, sat down. He never bothered me after that. You know why? Because bullies want somebody who won't come back at them. That's why they're bullies. That's your boss. Now, don't hit him, obviously. But when he's going at you, you're in a protected status. That's what those sites are for. You're in a protected status. We're not in there to be bullied. We're in there to work on a grievance. I say all the time, work with with integrity. Work with integrity. Be kind. Be polite. All the time. Be that way as your shop steward, man. Carry yourself like that. Even if you've got the biggest jerk in the world as your manager, be kind and be polite. The grievance is going to do all of our talking. All of it. 100% of it. Be kind. But if you get in that meeting and you've got an asshole and he shuts that door and pointing at you, let me tell you something. Hold on, piece of shit. Once that door shut, so should your mouth. We're going to talk about this grievance. Now, if you don't want to talk about a grievance, then sign your name, baby, and we'll send it up. But in here, now, you're not my boss. You better understand that. So anyway, hey, look, don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. Get those sites. <laughs> Get those sites ready in case they try to do something to you because it's going to be temporary. Okay. A lot of stewards, and it pisses me off to no end to hear my new stewards talking about how their bosses treat them. It infuriates me, I guess you can tell, to hear new stewards message me, email me about their boss, how they're treated in these meetings. Baby, I wish I could be there for you in your office. I would show you how to handle that. You're not my, my boss any longer. We're equals, okay? Again, try to work with with decency. You know, they're going to be animals. Let them be animals. But if you're tired of it, if you're sick of it, like some of you are, and I get it, I promise you, I get it. But you're in a protected status, baby. Handle your business. So we go in there. We've got our contentions ready, okay? We should. We've got our contentions ready. We're going to the meeting, and management sits down, and you you say, I've got agreements on whatever. I've got agreements on Article 8. You, you know, it's the 12- or 60-hour rule. I've got agreements on Article 8. You're working people not on the list. Uh, there's discipline, whatever. Okay, we've got our contentions ready. We're going we're gonna to sit down. Here we go. 15-2, informal step A, page 15-2. Okay, page 15-2. Informal A, step A, A. Any employee who feels to grieve must discuss the grievance with the employee's immediate supervisor within 14 days of the date of, on which the employee or the union first learned or may reasonably have been expected to have learned of its calls. Okay, so we got 14 days. Remember that. So set your meeting up. If you've got discipline, you know it starts the day after the, the discipline's received. Tell your boss, hey, I got this discipline. Uh, I'm going to need to meet on this grievance uh, 14 days from now. Uh, Let's set it up on this date. Okay, we'll set it up on this date. All right? So get your date ready. It says this constitutes the informal step A filing date. 
The employee, if he or she so desires, may be accompanied and represented by the employee, steward, or union representative. Now, I don't suggest that any carrier goes in there by themselves. Now, here's another problem we're having. A lot of stewards will not represent their carriers. Now, I know this because they have sent me legitimate grievances. You know, my steward said that this isn't a legitimate grievance. Now, I hate going, I hate that. That's like going to your mom and going to your dad. But uh, stewards, represent your people. Represent your people. If it's not a grievance, tell them why. If it is, file it. File the damn grievance. Okay? But I have a lot of people sending me issues saying, hey, is this a grievance? Well, yeah, that's a grievance. Well, my shop steward said it's not. And then I'll send them contentions where we've already won that grievance. Some people may not like that, but I don't care. I I care about my people, and that's it. I care about my people and my brothers and sisters. So if you have to go in there by yourself, I'm going to give you some stuff here to help you out. But I don't, I don't, I don't uh, recommend that. Here we go, new stewards. During the meeting, the parties are encouraged to jointly review all relevant documents to facilitate resolution of the dispute. You hear that, new stewards? During the meeting, the parties are encouraged to jointly review all relevant documents to facilitate resolution of the dispute. Now, what does that mean? Exactly what it says. I'm going in there with my position. All right? I have all my position with me. Here's your letter of warning that you issued. Here's my contentions of why I think that we should throw this discipline out. Here they are. Bam. I talked about this in episode 34. You may have a, a supervisor that says, I, I don't care what you've got. I'm not, I'm not rescinding that discipline. I don't care. Well, if you could just look at it, we're, you know, have the JCAM with you. Look in here. It says that we need it. I don't have to look at it. He needs the discipline. All right. So you get him to sign the 8190. Okay. Date discussed on the date. Sign the 8190. And we're going to move it on up. All right. Always be above board. Always be above board. Always work with integrity. Have those contentions. Hand them to management. Please look at those. Please look at those contentions, all right? Because that's what we're charged to do in Article 15. That's what we're charged to do. It says, during the meeting, the parties are encouraged to jointly review all relevant documents to facilitate resolution of the dispute. So try to do that. Even if you've got a jerk, try to do that. Hand them your contentions. Say, here's my position. They're not going to give you anything, but do that, okay? When it gets to arbitration, man, that means so much. It does. It means the world. And Because I'm going to tell you what we're going to do after the informal step A meeting that's going to help us out. But it means the world to an advocate when we get into the, to the arbitration and we're able to bring in the shop steward and say, what happened in the meeting? Well, I attempted to hand him all this. I put it on the table. He said he didn't want to see it. So y'all didn't do what was prescribed in Article 15. No, he refused to look at my contentions. Man, that's critical and huge. 
It's huge. All right? It goes on. The union also may initiate agreements in informal step A within 14 days of the date the union first became aware of or reasonably should have become aware of the facts giving rise to the grievance. In such case, the participation of an individual grievance is not required. An informal step A union grievance may involve a complaint affecting more than one employee in the office. Then we get down below with the outside the box of the language. An employer union representative must discuss the grievance with the employee's immediate supervisor. Remember I talked about that before? Needs to be the immediate supervisor. If it's not, ask why. Ask why you're not meeting with the immediate supervisor because I'll take it, I'll take a win any way I can get it. And if an arbitrator wants to hang his hat on that, then we'll, we'll let him. If it's not the immediate supervisor, ask why. If it's the postmaster and he's pissed and he's taking it, he told the supervisor, I'll handle this, and goes in there, ask him why he's handling it, not the immediate supervisor. Whatever he says, write it down. Then we're going to turn the page. I'm going to skip all that language. We're going to get into this other language, okay? Informal step A, B. This is on page 15.3. Informal step A, B. In any such discussion, the supervisor shall have authority to resolve the grievance. Now, that's, that's a big one. Why? Because a lot of supervisors say they don't have authority. <laughs> They'll tell you that. Write it down. Hey, look here on this overtime. Man, I, I can't touch that. I'll get killed if I, my postmaster will string me up if I sign off on that. Okay, write that down. Okay, any, any answer that, or anything that comes out of after I can't do that, write it down. Because it says here, in any such discussion, the supervisor shall have authority to resolve the grievance. The steward or other union representative, likewise, shall have authority to resolve the grievance in whole or in part. The local parties are not prohibited from using the joint Step A grievance form to memorialize a resolution reached at an informal Step A meeting. No resolution reached as a result of such discussion shall be a precedent for any purpose. All right, now here's where we get them on that, 1517, right? M1517 talks about signed grievance settlements. Is an informal step A resolution a signed grievance settlement? Yes, it is. So I would accompany a signed grievance settlement at any level with 1517, M1517. And go down to the language below informal step AB. During the informal Step A discussion, the supervisor and the steward, unless the grievant represents him or herself, have the authority to resolve the grievance. Both parties must use the JCAM as their guide to the contract. A resolution at this informal stage does not establish a precedent. While either representative may consult with higher levels of management or the union on an issue and dispute, this section establishes that the parties to the initial discussion of agreements retain independent authority to settle the dispute. Here's another thing that I run into. In the meeting, if management wants to call labor, they can do that. If management wants to call the postmaster, they can do that. I have a lot of questions about that. During the meeting, he just called labor and they was talking to him. We're not going to be successful in that. 
Okay. The only time we're successful in that is if labor says, don't settle it, send it up. If that's what they say, then that's outside of that purview, right? If you, if they tell you, I called labor, they told me to send it up. Okay. Now you violated that, that provision because you can talk to upper management. They can't tell you what to do. You still have to retain independent authority. Okay. Then we go to informal step AC. If no resolution is reached as a result of such discussion, the union shall be entitled to file a written appeal to formal step A of the grievance procedure within seven days of the date of the discussion. Such appeal shall be made by completing the informal step A portion of the joint step A grievance form. At the request of the union, the supervisor shall print his or her name on the joint step A grievance form and initial confirming the date of the discussion. Now we go down below that language. If the parties are unable to resolve the grievance during the informal Step A meeting, the union may file a written appeal to formal Step A within seven calendar days after the meeting. So within seven days of that meeting, that appeal needs to be sent up or we're going to be untimely. Okay. The time limits for filing a grievance in informal Step A or appealing to formal Step A may be extended by mutual agreement. And anytime you ever get an extension, have it in writing. Do not do handshake agreements, ever. Don't do handshake agreements because that supervisor can be moved and a new one put in and they say, hey, you didn't agree anything with me. We never agreed to anything. Well, no, but me and that other supervisor, well, he's gone, so it's untimely. Don't ever do a handshake extension. Always get your extensions in writing, okay? The steward appeals agreements to formal Step A by filling out the informal Step A portion of the NALC-USPS Joint Step A grievance form and sending it to the installation header designee. The grievance appeal to formal Step A should include relevant documents that were shared and discussed at the informal Step A meeting. All right, now here's where I told you I'm different. Look, please talk with your people about what they want sent up. Okay, I handle my contentions and everything. Some people think that you you keep your contentions and just go over. If you got clock rings, go over those. Those can be sent up. If you got other information, you go over that. That can be sent up. But you keep your contentions to yourself and send those to your formal step A, and he'll introduce those at the first time at the formal step A meeting, if that makes sense. Uh, that's how they read Article 15, and that's fine. If that's the way you want to do it, do that. I don't do that. I hand them everything. Why? Because that's what we discussed. That's what we went over. That's what it says. Should include relevant documents that were shared and discussed at the informal step A meeting. Well, if I went over and we discussed my contentions, that means that I need to leave my contentions. But a lot of people don't feel that way. So please check with your people about what they want sent, <laughs> what they want left. All right, or appealed, okay? That will keep you out of trouble. When appealing agreements to formal step A, day one is the day following the receipt of the supervisor's oral decision. In appealing any grievance beyond informal step A, a union representative has until the last day to mail the appeal. Don't wait that long. Thus, the appeal must be postmarked or signed as received on the seventh day by following the informal step A decision. For example, on the 10th, if the decision is received on the 3rd. 
To avoid problems, union representatives should not wait until the last day, like I just said. There's your informal step A meeting, okay? You plan your meeting, you get the date. You go in there with everything, because we're going to show that we're working bargaining good faith. When you sit at the meeting, remember that you're in a protected status. They're no longer your superior. You're in a protected status. Don't let them bully you, okay? We're, we're equals. You're going to treat me with respect, and I'll treat you with respect. You're going to sit down, and you're going to go over everything. Management probably won't have anything. You'll hand them your stuff. We'll go over it, okay? We're going to try to tell them, try to persuade them that we're right, Okay? If you resolve it, get you an informal step A resolution form. It can be just a piece of paper, and you write on it, informal step A resolution form, both parties mutually agree, blah, 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 and have both parties sign it. If you can't resolve it, you got seven days to appeal that thing. Don't wait seven days. All right, you got seven days to appeal it. After the informal step A meeting, what I do is I write a very detailed note about what happened in that informal step A meeting. If the manager was very kind, we went over everything. That's what I say. In the informal step A meeting, I handed management my contentions. They thoroughly looked over my contentions. We couldn't come to a resolution, and we appealed it to formal step A. If I go in there and management says, I'm not going to settle this, I don't need to look at your stuff. Where do I sign? That's what I write down. Don't lie. Don't lie on management. If they do it, say they did it. If they don't want to look at it, say uh, handed management contentions. They didn't look at a single page, handed them back to me, said, where do I sign? That was the informal step A meeting. Do that before you send it to the formal step A and date it. Here's why. Management's going to lie on you in arbitration. JB, my formal step A, he works with the most dishonest human being I've ever met. His formal A counterpart is the biggest piece of shit I've ever known. Seriously. This guy is the most unethical human being I've ever encountered. There is nothing he won't do or say. He will lie about anything and he will get his managers and supervisors to lie about everything he has no morals he's morally bankrupt he's the most dishonest human being that i've ever met and i told you i worked at the jail i would trust them before i trusted him but he will always get a manager or supervisor to say hey what happened at your and we know this because supervisors have told us about it Hey, what happened at your at your informal step A meeting? Well, they handed me all this here. Yeah, just write me a, a statement saying that they just went in there and threw the eighty one ninety down. And you signed and told you to sign it. That's not what happened though. Yeah, I don't care. Write that down and send it to me. Some will do it and some won't, and they'll tell us. Hey, let me tell you what dude told me to do. He told me to write a statement saying that that we didn't go over anything. I told him I wasn't going to do it. He encourages his managers and supervisors to lie. That's how dishonest he is. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. He's trifling as hell. Just write a statement about what happened at the informal step A meeting. If they looked at everything, say they looked at everything. If they don't look at anything, say management didn't look at anything. 
if you're representing yourself because your shop steward refuses to do so. And you're like, well, I can't request information because I'm not the shop steward. Here's a site for you. Here's a site for you. 35465. 35465. And it's an arbitrator Monat. M-O-N-A-T. And they rule in the union's favor that a non-steward can request information for their own grievance. Again, I, I don't suggest that or recommend that. Okay, because there may be things that you think that you know that you don't. But if your steward's not helping, I mean, if you had no choice, I'm trying to help you here. 35465 from Onet. Get that site and read it. I have uh, Jeremy put up on the website. And also it talks about in the contract that I see a lot of people saying that uh, you can represent yourself. You just can't settle the grievance. Shop steward has to do that. that. That's not particularly true. That's not particularly true. On page 15.2, it's one of the bullet points. It says, if a letter carrier instead files his or her own grievance, management must give the steward or other union representative the opportunity to be present during any portion of the discussion which involves adjustment or settlement of the grievance. So it says they must, must give the, the steward or the union representative uh, the opportunity to be present, okay? So to me, if the carrier doesn't want them present, they don't have to be there. And it talks about go to M document 1065, 1065. This is what 1065 says now. The parties recognize that Article 15 distinguishes between two aspects of a Step 1 meeting, the discussion and the adjustment. While both of these may occur at the same meeting, the adjustment may also be issued as much as five days following the discussion. A settlement would be considered part of the adjustment phase of the procedure. We agreed that agreement has the option to exclude a steward from the discussion portion where the merits of the agreements are discussed by the agreement and management. However, absent waiver by the bargaining representative, Section 9A of the National Labor Relations Act requires that a bargaining representative be given the opportunity to be present at the adjustment portion of the grievance procedure. The bargaining representative need not be given an opportunity to be present if the grievance is denied at Step 1. Final agree that this settlement has prospective effect only and will not be used to invalidate any Step 1 settlements reached prior to this issuance. So it says that the bargaining representative be given the opportunity to be present at the adjustment portion of the grievance procedure. So that's not a mandate. So, again, I don't suggest that you do that on your own. Get your shop steward to do it. That's your formal step. That's your informal step A meeting. Okay? That's your informal step A meeting. You, you have your grievance. You have it ready. You get your date. You go in. That door shuts. You're equal. All right? You're equal. We're going to go over everything in that informal step A meeting. All of my contentions, all of my documentation, I want to show you what I have, why I think that it's a grievance, why I think it should be sustained. We're going to go over those things fully. All right? If, the, if there's no resolution, you sign off on the 8190. Get them to sign off on the 8190. Okay? You got seven days to appeal that thing. On day one, I'm going to type up a very detailed statement about what happened at that informal Step A meeting. You're going to include that with 
the things you're going to send to your formal step A. Uh, my formal step A, we send our grievances to him and he appeals them for us. Be careful with that because the language says you'll appeal it to the installation head or designee, right? Ours we have a past practice. We send it to our formal A. I send mine to JB and he appeals it to formal step A. So figure out how that works for you. I don't know how each installation or, or district does theirs. Uh, figure that out so you don't get yourself in trouble with the grievance, okay? But new stewards, I hope this has helped you. As far as the informal step A meeting, what do we do? How do we act? You always act professional. Always act professional in an informal step. Wherever you're at, act professional, okay? Be above that. Be above that. If you got a, a jerk... Let them be that. That's, that's issues with them and their lives. Don't be that way, okay? But once that door shuts, we're not going to have it. We're not going to tolerate it, okay? Like I said, they want to get funky. Just tell them, hey, you can, you can kiss the entirety of my crack in here. I'm not listening to any of that. Whatever they do, get those sites. We're protected. We're in a protected status as soon as that door shuts. Don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. You've got your case file. We don't file frivolous grievances, right? You've got your case file. You got it ready. You're prepared to go meet. You're confident in your decision. You're confident in your contentions. You're confident in your position. You're precise in it. Whatever it is, whatever article that you cite, We've defended that, all right? We've contended, uh, make great contentions. We're going to win that argument, have all that stuff ready. Go in there, go over it fully, all right? Write down what they say. I hope this has helped y'all. That was a little bit longer than I thought it would be. I didn't think it'd be that long. But I have all these sites up for you. I'll tell Jeremy to put them up. Uh, don't recommend you do your own meeting, those carriers let your shop stewards handle them if they say it's not a grievance and you know that it is uh, get some things and tell them hey look this is this is where it's been won at uh, elsewhere you know please just go in there and give it a shot you know do something like that okay again get into uh, go to formatearbitration.com from formatearbitration.com jeremy's done a fantastic job on that man it looks really good he's got everything up there that you could want Check us out on Facebook, FromAidArbitration.com. Lindsay's done a fantastic job with that as well. Be like that inmate, y'all. Be about that action. Be about it all the time. Prepare your mind to defend yourself and your brothers and sisters. Prepare your mind, okay? Be ready for anything. Be ready for anything. Next week, i got to leave on Sunday. Probably have to do a Saturday night edition again. I'll get into the formal step A. Very important. Very important stuff. But new shop stewards, I hope that helped you. hope it did. I hope that wasn't very confusing. It's, it seemed like it was quick, but it's an hour. But I hope that's helped y'all, really. Protect your people. Be ready. Don't be scared. Don't be intimidated, okay? You're equals with them. Act like that. You ever need anything, anything, reach out to me. I'll help you. I, I don't care what it is. I, I get a lot of people messaging, send me contentions. We look over them. I've had a blast with this thing, man. If this be my last episode, just know that I've had a ball. 
uh, with y'all, getting to know y'all, looking over contentions with you, uh, getting upset with you, (laughs) you know, rejoicing with you. Send me some, you've sent me some victories, man. That's special. That's really good stuff. Uh, From coast to coast, man, I never would have thought that this would be possible. But if y'all need anything, anything, uh, from aidarbitration.com, it's got a place on there where you can send me questions, reach out. Um, it's got my email uh, from Ada Arbitration, the Facebook page. It's got a thing on there where you can ask questions. Uh, I'll get you an answer, okay? Y'all take care of yourselves. Have a fantastic week, and I'll see you next week. We'll deal with the formal step A, all right? So y'all have a fantastic rest of the day, and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye.